Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. On today's Take a Step, we have another listener-suggested component to cover. Our focus today is Unit 17's song, Wildest Dreams. This song was added in the last major Grapeseed update, and the recommending teacher mentioned that this song is such a hit in his classes that when they do R.A.P. together, the class becomes a party room. It's great to hear that a lot of the newer components have been big hits, like this one, Rude Rude Kitty, and I Always Like Today. I think a lot of it can be chalked up to the excellence of Josh Friesen, Grapeseed's audio director, who is on episode number 55. Check it out if you haven't heard it before. He tells some great stories. Generally, on this series, we focus mainly on the quick checks and how they are fulfilled in the day-to-day lesson plans. We will still be talking about them here today, but I'll be shifting the main focus over to the right column in the lesson plans, the students' expectations. Specifically, we'll be looking at how they change over the course of a unit, especially when we get beyond the early units in Grapeseed. In the lower units, our students are younger and still developing an initial foundation of English, so our expectations for them day-to-day doesn't change frequently. Looking at the lesson plans, you will see a lot of listen to identify and recognize the meaning of as the student expectations. But now, they are older, more mature, and know a lot of English. We can do so much more with them in different days. All that being said, let's start like we always do, quick checks and learning objectives. Early exposures. Are students able to respond to questions about the song? Middle. Can students share about themselves in relation to the song? End exposures. Can students share about their dreams using the language of the song? It's good to point out that even from the beginning, we are expecting responses from students. The quick check doesn't read, beginning to respond or beginning to identify. We get straight into, are students able to respond? Keep those expectations high in these later units, even at the start. The middle and end exposure quick checks are pretty similar. The middle asks if students can use the language in general, while the end asks if students can use the language to specifically talk about their dreams. Now, time for the learning objectives. The specific targeted English here is crazy and in your wildest dreams. The next section will be our main focus for this episode, under oral and written exchanges. We have listen to and participate in discussions, respond to questions, contribute comments, respond to comments of others. Many different things we expect our students to do over the course of the unit. Keep these in mind as we go through the individual lesson plans to which we will move on to now. We jump right into targeting the early exposure quick check in lesson one. After singing, we ask, do you see any men or women? What do you see? The expected response to the second question is, I see girls wearing crazy shoes. The part of the sentence after I see is underlined, meaning that any full sentence answer starting with I see is correct. Expecting full sentences from lesson one talking about the song. This is the initial bar of expectations here. In lesson two, we focus in on the target word crazy. We ask the class to listen for the word as we sing. Then we follow with the question, have you ever seen someone with crazy hair? The example given is, I see someone with pink and purple hair. Again, the part of the sentence after I saw someone is underlined, so any answer students come up with is the goal. As far as the right column student expectation here, it is mainly to listen to identify the word crazy. Lesson 3 has us focus on the other target language in this component. 
We ask students to listen for In Your Wildest Dreams as we sing. Then we start laying the groundwork for students to be successful with the end exposure quick check eventually, which if you remember, is being able to use the language of the song to talk about students' own dreams. We say, I was flying in my dream. This was my wildest dream. What is your wildest dream? What did you do or what did you see? The example given is, I was swimming with the shark. Ideally, your students will be able to make a full sentence answer here, but the jump from the component to using language about themselves already might be big. You might only get some phrases or fragments of sentences due to students not being quite comfortable or confident yet with the language. Model and recast as necessary and celebrate any successes students have. In lesson four, we circle back to the word crazy and confirming student comprehension of it. The student expectation shifts here to recognize the meaning of crazy. After inviting the students to sing along, we ask, do you wear crazy shoes like the children in this song? What crazy shoes would you like to wear? Of course, model a I would like example for the second question if students struggle, but give them a chance first to see if they can make their own sentences. Naturally, the best teachers have a good idea as to the levels and abilities of their students, but sometimes they can surprise you. So give them the opportunity here and in other places when appropriate. The seesaw continues in lesson five, going back to target in your wildest dreams and further encouraging students to share. Before singing, we say, I've seen an elephant fly and a talking dog in my wildest dreams. What have you seen in your wildest dreams? It is a similar question to what we ask students in lesson three. Even if they struggled then, give them another opportunity to speak first here before you model. They've had the benefit of time, more exposure, and hopefully more REP at home. They might succeed more today than they did two lessons ago. Student expectations shift in lesson 10 from the targeted language to our other learning objectives. In this lesson, it becomes respond to questions. After we sing the song, we ask, are you ever sad? When are you sad? If there was a place where there's never any sadness, would you want to go? That last question is a bit tricky. As you plan for this lesson, think of ways you might be able to help explain the concept or what sentences you could model to help build comprehension. Looking at the student expectations in lesson 11, we can see they have changed now to listen to and participate in discussions. At first glance, this doesn't seem much different than respond to questions from lesson 10. What is the difference? Responding to questions is just giving an answer, usually to the teacher. The teacher asks, the students answer, transaction complete. A discussion is different. Discussions are usually two or more people sharing ideas. Usually in the Gravesea classroom, this involves the teacher asking a more open question to which multiple students respond to the question or to each other's responses. In this particular lesson, we say, when we write a letter, we sometimes start with, dear, do you write letters? Who do you write to? Then, after students respond, we follow with, now, take turns telling a partner who you write to. Listen to what your partner says. I love the evolution here. We start with a more controlled teacher-student interaction as a warm-up and confidence booster before transitioning to getting students talking to each other. Before speaking in pairs, students will have had time to think about the question and hear an answer or two from the teacher or their classmates, giving them confidence in saying their own answer. This objective continues into Lesson 12, where we ask, What do most boys and girls wear in the winter? Then after, 
Now take turns telling a partner what you wear in the winter. Listen to what your partner says. One excellent tip for this kind of activity that I've heard from other teachers to encourage students to really listen to their partners is to take 30 seconds or so after the pair work and ask the class, what did your partner say? Praise whoever is able to answer, especially in a full sentence. This has the added benefit of encouraging students to create even more complex English sentences. A win-win all around. This continues in Lesson 14, with an initial question about what time students wake up on weekends, followed by pair discussions about it. With all of these, we are really targeting the middle exposure quick check of getting students using the language of the song in general with lots of different concepts and language. Contribute comments becomes the new student expectation in Lesson 16. The general prompt here is, These kids eat anything they choose. What would you choose to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? In this lesson, we don't turn the initial prompt into pair work. So, instead of having to set aside some of the target time for partners to form and speak, you can encourage more students to contribute comments to the discussion, helping fulfill that expectation of the day. Students talking in pairs is a great activity, helping show them that they can use English with other people instead of just their teacher. One drawback, though, is that it can slow down the pacing of your lesson. During your planning time, it is a good idea to look at the instructions for the day and strategize how to maximize the learning you can do. For pair work days, you'll want to figure out how to quickly pair students up and get them talking. For days like Lesson 16, you can use that extra time to open up the discussion a bit more and allow more group talking. Lesson 17's student expectation remains contribute comments with the topic of what time you and the students eat dinner at home. In Lesson 20, the topic is about when you and the students hear laughter. Then in Lesson 22, the topic becomes about the song. What does no one have time to do? Think about the song. Why do you think no one has time to work? This is a good time to highlight another benefit the lesson plans bring us. I remember preparing lessons in the olden days before we had lesson plans. Of course, I'd look at the different components and try to attack a different expression or ask unique questions. But after several exposures, it was hard to keep track of what exactly I had worked on and, in the moment, I would end up asking similar questions or targeting language I had already worked on in the past. With how well crafted and planned out these lesson plans are, we don't ask the same question twice, nor do we continually repeat the same activity. In these last few examples I've given here, we are targeting so many different areas of the song and giving students a lot of time to build their comprehension and use the language. Moving on, in Lesson 24, the expectation shifts again to respond to the comments of others. Again, how is this different? Ideally, the teacher sets the stage with a topic or question. A student responds, and then students begin to respond directly to what that student said. The topic of discussion in the lesson is how many family members you have, starting with Johnny Bear's family as an example. The expectation of students is maintained in Lesson 26, but we also come back around to our end exposure quick check of seeing if students can use the language of the song to talk about their own dreams. We ask, do you dream when you sleep at night? Think about the last dream you had. Was it a happy dream or a sad dream? The lesson plan then tells us to rephrase student responses into a question. Something like, Ben had a happy dream. Ben, what did you do in your dream? Laura, what did Ben do in his dream? Laura, what did you do in your dream? 
This is a nice way for the teacher to serve as a scaffold to help build these types of interactions for students in a group format. Using basketball as an analogy, we ideally want to pass the ball to Ben, who passes it to Laura. Until they become better passers and receivers, we help direct the ball movement. We pass to Ben, get the ball back, and immediately pass to Laura. When students have more practice in this kind of setting, they will start to jump in and spontaneously contribute comments. Until then, we are there to guide them. There are a couple more exposures in lessons 28 and 30, but they are more general discussion building instructions too, which we don't really need to go into here. This of course brings us to the end of the lesson plans. In these last few take a steps, I have been looking at more of the upper unit components and their directions in the lesson plans. It has been an enjoyable experience to research and see just how far we go with not only the language we use in the components themselves, but also how much we expect students to absorb and use by the end of each unit. We are still taking requests and recommendations for future take a steps. Send those in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.